Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another Fandor video podcast. My name is Human. My co-host, Chris Kelly. Welcome. How you doing? Great. Right. Bryn, thank you for being Good here be and here, setting yes. everything up. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, it's the very first time we're interviewing five people at the exact same time. Uh, the film is called Coming Clean. And today we've got uh, Ondi uh, Timoner, the writer and director of the film, Ben McAdams. He served in the U.S. representatives from Utah's 4th Congressional District from 2019 to 2021. He's the only Democratic member of Utah's congressional delegation. Uh, we have Brittany Pedersen, a member of the Colorado Senate from the 22nd District. Previously, she served in Colorado's House of Representatives, representing the 28th District. Destiny Garcia, one of the stars of the film. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being here, Destiny. And Admiral Sandy Winnefeld. Uh, he was the vice chairman of the Joint Chief of Staff. Thank you all for being here. Andy, let's start with you. What is your film about? So uh, thanks for having us on. Uh, We're really excited to be uh, finally able to share the film with the world. And uh, really, it's a labor of love on all of our parts, um, as is everyone fighting on the front lines of this epidemic. Um, The movie really was motivated by a desire to put out there the reason why this is happening, why this is the biggest, you know, and deadliest drug epidemic in our history from a position of compassion and understanding and uh, also looking at recovery and solutions um, instead of just laying out the problems, but actually looking at the political leaders and recovering addicts who are really fighting this by connecting. Um, So it's, it's coming clean is really, I think probably the only film out there where you can sort of understand where it all came from and how to get out of it. Uh, and uh, it's through the these incredible people that you have here on your show that we were able to pull this off. Well, I was hugely impressed with uh, your movie and the people you were able to, to, to get on board here. Um, it seems like everyone is so passionate about this topic. Uh, ben, I want to, I want to start with you here since the release of the film, what positive changes have you seen in terms of laws that have happened in the U.S. when it comes to opioids? You know, when the film was being made, we were looking at, um, you know, really the, the way that we were able to provide access to treatment for Destiny and, and so many people like her was through Medicaid expansion that happened under the Affordable Care Act. And we were looking at that point at, uh, at the repeal of, of Obamacare that would really gut all of that funding that was providing a second chance and people, uh, a path for people to get back on their feet. And so fortunately, we're in a different world today where that seems to be more secure. Uh, we, we see that funding staying in place. And we're actually starting to make some positive steps. So 
we saw with the American uh, Rescue Plan that came out, the COVID relief plan included $3 billion to assist with, with other aspects of recovery. We're seeing legislation, for example, Utah just enacted uh, largely, in fact, thanks to the advocacy of Destiny Garcia and, and some others, a clean slate law that helps people who are in recovery get their criminal records expunged. So, so often we see, as we saw in, in Destiny's um, wonderful example, that you can, you can get clean, you can be in recovery and sober and doing everything right, and you just can't get a job or you can't get uh, access to housing because people will do a background check and see that you have some convictions related to your addiction in the past. And, and so thankfully, uh, thanks to Destiny's advocacy and, and others, we've seen Utah's clean slate law and, and clean slate law is hopefully picking up momentum around the country where that criminal record will be expunged. And so you're just seeing this issue of addiction and recovery, it touches everybody. And so the film has really done a great job of bringing that out of the shadows, making it something that we can talk about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then we can sit back and be inspired by the people who have overcome this illness and are, and are lifting themselves up and then lifting up others. Well, you mentioned Destiny a couple times, so I feel like we should go to her next. Destiny, tell us a little bit about your story and and what's been the response you've gotten from like the family and friends that have seen the movie? I'm a short version of my story is that I'm a survivor of domestic violence. I'm a woman in long-term recovery. Um, My opioid addiction started with uh, domestic violence. I would go to emergency rooms because of broken noses, fractured eye sockets, um, extreme physical abuse. I became addicted to opiates. So when I left that relationship, I left the money, left everything behind, quickly turned to heroin in the streets. And fast forward four and a half, five years, I was out there and then I entered into recovery due to the Medicaid that Ben was talking about. I was a low level offender. So every time I got booked into jail on misdemeanor charges, I was never offered treatment. Only because of the expansion of Medicaid was I offered treatment with my misdemeanor charges. So that started my recovery journey. Um, To answer your question about the film, there's there's no negativity about the film at all. Everybody who has seen the film wants to immediately watch it again mm. because it has so much education pieces to it. There's so many things that nobody knew about the opioid epidemic. So I've watched it numerous times and everybody I know have has watched it more than once. Wow. It, it, it's a tour de force of gathering of, of the, the, the story that led up to it. And then the personal story is about, and in, in, in particularly Destiny, your recovery is just, it's, it's deeply meaningful and deeply connective. And thank you for uh, participating in the film. Yeah, I have to agree, Destiny. Your, your story is very moving. Um, Brittany, you there? I'm here. Oh, All right. <laughs> right <there. laughs> All right. So listen, I'm, I'm going to give you a tough question for, for me as I'm watching coming clean. I had to watch it through the lens of the pandemic, through the lens of 2020, 2021 and 2022. And there are many reasons why somebody goes to opioids, but loneliness is there. And with the isolation and the mandates and the lack of interaction and the lack of human touch, how has the pandemic affected the opioid use in your state? Yeah, thanks for the question. I know it's hard. It's kind of mind-blowing to look back at how long we've actually been uh, filming this together and having this conversation. It started this summer. It will be five years ago, I think, was the first time I met the film crew when they came out to tell our the beginning of our story and my mom's recovery, as well as everybody else's. And uh, while they were finished up, Uh, filming the pandemic hit. And so everything took a completely different turn. And you saw 
some of the uh, video shots of us, you know, during the pandemic meeting with each other. And, um, but all of that was happening at the end. And unfortunately, uh, around behavioral health issues, around substance use disorders, things took a turn for the worst. Uh, I think one of the most impactful parts of this film is when, um, when it said that the opposite of addiction is connection. Yeah. And that always uh, is a reminder to me about um, the importance of, you know, always being in touch with my mom and making sure that she feels connected to the things that keep her in recovery. And that goes for everybody else. And that's also why the pandemic was so difficult for people in recovery and also why a lot of people turned to self-medicating who uh, who were struggling during the pandemic because of isolation and anxiety and depression. Um, across the country, we saw an increase in suicides, uh, a significant increase in mental health needs, uh, as well as an increase in substance use disorders. And unfortunately, uh, in Colorado and across the country, uh, over 50 over 50 percent increase uh, from overdoses and that was you know it was the pandemic but it was also the increase in fentanyl being on the streets as well um so it was really a lethal combination of of people who were struggling and and um in in we're turning to a substance that was way more potent than heroin um so it's it's been difficult but i want to point out uh, what congressman mcadams was talking about around, I get to still call you that, right? <laughs> um, <Yes>. And <laughs> uh, what he was talking about with the American Rescue Plan dollars, we, in Colorado, we prioritize behavioral health funding uh, significantly. So emergency response funding, and it, and it only happened because of the federal uh, action from, you know, people like, like Ben who care deeply about these issues. Uh, but we were able to dedicate hundreds of millions of dollars towards behavioral health needs during the pandemic. And I think it um, it definitely helped mitigate some of the uh, disasters that we've seen across the, the country where states did not prioritize funding in those areas. Wow. Well, thank you for your honesty for that question. You know, when I wrote that, I was like, uh, is anyone going to answer this honestly? So so thank you, Brittany. Um, Admiral Sandy Winnefeld, uh, we just heard the word fentanyl. And uh, you're on a congressional committee dealing with the fentanyl problem. Can you can you tell us what's going on there? Yes, thanks. Uh, I was honored to be able to serve on the uh, congressional committee uh, to counter the uh, illegal importation of synthetic fentanyl. And as you know, uh, the enormous spike in overdoses and overdose fatalities we've had over the last couple of years has been really uh, corresponds to two things. One is COVID and the mental health issues that have uh, emerged from people being in isolation, people being afraid, that sort of thing, but also uh, the a huge spike in importation of fentanyl, which is very easy to produce, it's very inexpensive to produce, it's very easy to transport, uh, and is very deadly. Uh, so there was a commission Congress put together, uh, it was bipartisan, it had uh, virtually every department in government that's involved in this, along with a few independent voices like my own, and uh, the report that uh, we wrote uh, was published on the 8th of February. It's worth reading. Of course, it's like all of these sorts of things. It's a consensus document. So it can read sometimes like all things to all people. But it does 
pretty much lay out all of the steps that, that we need to go through in order to attack the fentanyl problem, which I'm delighted to say is not only a supply problem uh, in terms of trafficking the stuff, producing the stuff and interdicting that, but we also need to get at the, the demand problem, which is about harm reduction. It's about treatment. It's about education, uh, prevention, those sorts of things. Uh, so it's an important report and hopefully we'll see Congress and other agencies um, taking the actions that are recommended in the report. So on this harm reduction side, in the past few days, there's been a further um, uh, settlement uh, with the Sacklers and, and everybody else. Could, could you all comment a bit on that and how, you know, the, what's, I believe it's a $6 billion, an additional $6 billion settlement and how that might affect uh, further treatment programs? Well, I'll tell you, it's a drop in the bucket. Uh, it, it's uh, it's, it's uh, much needed as a deterrent to other companies doing the same thing. I think that may be its principal value. Uh, it all depends on how the, the funds are distributed in terms of whether they're put to good use or not, or whether they just get thrown at municipalities that use them to go buy more police cars, you know, what have you. Uh, uh, but it really, if you compare that to the tobacco settlement, uh, it's small change. Uh, uh, we, we need much more uh, resources dedicated to a whole host of interrelated things that need to be done to, to reverse this epidemic. But at least we got uh, a good chunk of money out of the Sacklers. It, it was very interesting to see the, the Mike Moore from the tobacco settlement and a number of other people show up in the movie and, and try to, to actually get uh, a lot more uh, out of the industry. And, and it's obviously, uh, it, it, I, I do agree that it's a drop in the bucket, unfortunately, but it's something. Uh, let's continue. Um, Andy, this has been a heavy conversation and I'd love to hear some good that's come out as a result of your film, whether it's just, you know, a letter from someone, whether it's something you've seen as a result of a film festival, anything, give us, give us a good feel good story that's happened as a result of this film coming clean. Well, I've just been, um, you know, I think that what the people that you're talking to here are, we're like, uh, virtual family. Um, we've united many times in this format uh, as the film was, you know, had its premiere at Bentonville Film Festival over the pandemic because we just couldn't wait any longer. And we knew that overdose deaths were uh, multiplying and we just felt like uh, the isolation was driving all of that. And so if we could come together and just talk and talk, uh, maybe it would help. And the festival circuit was really wonderful for the film. I mean, the film has played either opening, closing, centerpiece, uh, won a bunch of awards over those last couple of years and really touched uh, communities from Milwaukee to Denver to Naples and on and on and on. Um, so, so that was wonderful and that is good news. Um, and I've had personally, I've had friends who have had uh, you know, either significant others or others uh, very close to them, family members, um, overdose. And, you know, you see a statistic in the film that says 80% of opioid addicts are walking around hiding it. They're your doctors, they're your lawyers, they're your mothers, your sisters, your brothers. And um, it's just there's so much stigma around it that I think the film really helps um, to lift that and get people talking. So I have heard from people that um, have gone into treatment as a result of the film or come clean, no pun intended, as a result of seeing the film. Um, so, you know, what's been the dream has been to get the film to where we are today, which is releasing it. 
um, so that it can really reach people and make an impact. And that's that's what everyone everyone involved in this project uh, just hopes will happen on an individual and hopefully on a policy level. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Destiny, how's your life today? Oh, that's a loaded question. I have nothing to complain about today. I have my hands in so many different things in the recovery world. I don't think we have enough time on this podcast to tell you. I'm in everything. Um, I still currently work at the mayor's office. Um, I work at Odyssey House part-time, which is the treatment center I graduated from. I sit on the board of Plain Slate, Utah, which is uh, in conjunction with the automatic expungement law. I sit on a couple other boards recovery related. I'm out in the community all the time, up on the hill, testifying in parts of this legislation that's going in fact. I'm everywhere. Is I'm everywhere peace, and anywhere. Is there peace with your entire family? Is the family all getting along? Um, my family relationships are great besides the one with my daughter. I still don't have still? that. Still? Still, yeah. Uh, it has not came for a full circle. Um, I believe it will. And when she is ready, I'm going to meet her exactly where she's at. And it's going to be on her terms. When was the last time you spoke to her? Uh, she was in seventh grade. How many years? Oh, I've been clean for going on five, so eight Probably eight years. Jeez. Oh, wow. Yeah. But Destiny, tell them about your home. Tell us about the house. Tell oh, yeah. So house. I closed <laughs> on my house this Friday. I just right. uh, nice. was able to build a townhome. So it's brand new. I went from homelessness to home ownership in less than five years. 
Fantastic. Um, Congratulations. I turned my motivation around. I mean, when I was in my when I was in my addiction, I would do anything to get high. So I had turned that motivation into my recovery, and I'll do anything to stay sober. And the result of that is I'm being blessed with all these great things that I've been working towards. So, yeah, I, I close uh, this Friday, and I get to move next week. Um, it's amazing. It's a great feeling. That is. Amazing. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen. Everyone watching this, say a prayer that Destiny and her daughter reconcile. Admiral Sandy, uh, I want to briefly tell us your, like, <clears throat> you know, your story with why you care about the op- opioid crisis. Well, well thanks. Uh, you know, this movie is so uh, terrific in telling stories of hope uh, uh, that, uh, you know, Andy had to, had to throw in the, the, the story of tragedy. Uh, and you know, we're grateful that she that she took that step. Uh, we lost our son Jonathan uh, on his fourth day of college uh, to an over an accidental overdose of fentanyl laced heroin uh, at the University of Denver. He was a great kid. Uh, he had been in re- uh, treatment for uh, over a year and had re- responded beautifully to that treatment. Uh, he he. We decided that when he left treatment, he would go to college. <clears throat> He got his EMT qualification while he was in treatment. We were very proud of him on that. And he wanted to work as an EMT uh, in Denver. And he, he got a job with the company that serves all the sporting events, which was really cool. He was going to be at Denver Broncos games as an EMT. But they wanted him to get his EKG qual. I guess a lot of old guys like me have heart attacks at football games. And so he was in the middle of getting that qualification at a great facility in downtown Denver. Uh, and would walk uh, home at night past Denver's open-air heroin market. And it's just impossible for somebody that early in their recovery journey to to turn down something like that when it's offered to them. And he relapsed. Uh, We did not know that he had relapsed. We didn't even know he had an opioid problem. We thought it was a marijuana, alcohol, and Xanax problem. Uh, Because of HIPAA rules, uh, we were not allowed to know that he had an opioid problem. Otherwise, we might have done things differently. But we lost him. And in the first few days after we lost him, we we decided we could either crawl up in a little ball of anger, grief, and shame, which we still do sometimes, uh, or we could use our network, our knowledge of how to get things done, what have you, to try to uh, to uh, create something that would prevent non or other families from undergoing this terrible tragedy. So we started a nonprofit we call Safe Project. You can find us at safeproject.us. Uh, it's an inter- a, a national organization. Uh, we have a, a very prolific approach to ranging from prevention to treatment to law enforcement and justice to family outreach and support to o- other uh, steps. And we've really made some progress. We've got about 18 people working for us right now. Uh, it's a labor of love for us. And we're very proud of our staff and the, and the work that we're just trying to do, you know, quietly uh, to, to help uh, alongside other organizations that are doing whatever they can in the nonprofit space to, to reverse this epidemic. Well, your story in the film is incredibly touching and um, really like, thank you for all the work you're doing. Um, Is there anything anyone wants to address before we wrap this up that I didn't ask? How on earth did Andy ever conceive of this and do such a great job of putting it together? Is the question. Why do we, yeah, why do, I, why, why I, don't we I have, have to agree with that? I mean, this this is a it's a tour de force um, of of presenting both the, the problem and solutions that are that are in process. And so, thank you all 
for your participation in this wonderful film. We, it, we, we can't, couldn't recommend it more highly uh, for everybody to watch it uh, as it streams. Yeah, no, Chris is right. And actually, Bryn, our producer, uh, was hugely touched. Do you want to share with me? Yeah, him? I'd love to. I just, well, first of all, I'd say thank you to you guys. I, uh, this tragic issue is like it's ongoing and often really overlooked. Uh, I have a family member that passed away not too long ago. Uh, a bunch of my friends OD'd. And so I think it's super important. And what Destiny said earlier, uh, when I watched this movie, I was I just wanted to watch it again because there's so much in it, information and things that people can learn from. And there's certainly a stigma that we have to overcome in this uh, in this world. So just I want to say a huge thank you from my family to yours. <laughs> now, the other thing to the people who watch this uh, terrific program you've put together is, you know, there's a there's a misperception that you have to be in addiction to die from. Uh, these drugs. That's no longer the case. It used to be, but it's no longer the case. Uh, uh, you can die from your very first uh, dose of fentanyl-laced cocaine mm -hmm. or methamphetamine. So it's, 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 it's not, you're not safe if you're doing this. Uh, and this, they're not your father's or mother's drugs. Uh, they are very, very dangerous. I think that that's an incredibly important point to stress uh, at this point. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Please, please go ahead. Whoever that was. <laughs> this is Brittany. I was just going to say, I, I wanted to add earlier around the, the settlement funds. And I think that it was already touched on on it being a drop in the bucket. And um, the need out there is so much more significant. The damage continues uh, now, today. But the, the frustrating thing that we're facing here in Colorado and across the U.S. is everyone's kind of, you know, they're, they're ready to move on to another issue. Um, the opioid epidemic has been talked about. People feel like we've passed bills, it should be over. Uh, this takes dedicated years, decades of work to undo where how bad it's gotten. And so um, I, I just wanna point, I mean, that's the biggest obstacle that we continue to face in Colorado on top of the stigma, of course. Uh, and in Colorado, we're working on a bill to, to bring an impact fee for opioid milligrams so that the pharmaceutical companies have to pay into uh, uh, substance use disorder services based on the prescriptions that are taken out here in Colorado. So that's a bill that I'm sponsoring and working on and, and it's things that we need to replicate in other states. Awesome. Andy, let's end with you. This is your movie. You brought us all together. How, how can people support this movie? What would you like you know, the viewers of this film to do? I mean, I think it's always the case with independent film that, um, you know, we need as much word of mouth on it as possible. So I, I think, you know, you might hesitate to shout out about certain films, but this is one that could actually change change someone's life and save someone's life. So um, that's why we made the film. I want to I want to shout out the Parker Foundation for financially supporting this film, um, kicking it off and making it happen and carrying it through over over the years. Um, of dedication and support. So, and Zach Bidner, uh, my producing partner on the film and Nick Dane, without whom the film wouldn't, wouldn't have been possible. And then my team at Interloper Films as well, Dave Turner and um, our incredible animator whose work is just phenomenal and in really bringing home uh, how opioids take effect of our body, how it's really not the fault of the addict. Um, Cullen Parr did absolutely beautiful work and taking a subject matter this dark and giving it grace and beauty was one of my goals from the very beginning. And I feel like, um, you know, the artistry that the team brought really made that difference. Um, 
So I just want to say that and Morgan Doctor for her score as well. Just, you know, a lot of artists come together to make these things and, uh, and incredibly dedicated subjects uh, who are so articulate and charismatic. And, you know, so it's really, it was just one too many films I saw of people just lying on the ground with needles in their arms and, you know, sensationalist films. And it, it just, it was driving me crazy. So I was so, so grateful to have this opportunity to bring something different to the conversation. Um, and it's really thanks to the work of, of everyone here. And um, Admiral Winnefeld, I did, I wanted to ask you one thing. When you were talking about HIPAA laws, I'm now the mother of, a, of my son now has gone to college. And I wonder about that. You know, I wonder about HIPAA laws when it comes to drugs. Um, do you feel like that those should change in any way? Like, it sounds like you think it might've saved Jonathan's life if you had known. Yeah, Andy, I, I don't, um, I don't know what kind of detail I would put into a, a change in the law, but I can tell you that I'm about 95% certain that my son would still be alive today if we had had access to the fact that he was struggling with opioid addiction, uh, in addition to the other things he was going through. Uh, you know, there, there were two levels there. We didn't know that. We also didn't know uh, the dangers that he was exposed to as he was exiting treatment, because that's when the brain has reset itself. And it's, it's actually more vulnerable at that point than any other point, because if you take the same dose of the drug that you took, that you needed when your, your opioid receptors were desensitized, and now they've recovered, that's a, a really vulnerable time for you and you can kill yourself. So uh, we are pretty sure we'd still have our son if it weren't for HIPAA and for a lot of other things as well. Thank you. That's another point that I think was really important to make um, and that we wanted to, you know, if we could have made this a series, we would have gone into fentanyl in greater detail. But, you know, what you said, Sandy, about how you could just die from having fentanyl laced cocaine now is so true. It really is the next frontier that we're already in. Um, and the next massive epidemic is fentanyl and, uh, and, and it's everywhere. And it's a really careless and horrific, the amount yeah. of people that are dying because uh, these people who create these drugs just want to make some money and they can mix it in and it kills people. So also when, when one is over, when one comes out and relapses, uh, it is a very vulnerable time because the body is not used to the same dose and the, and you know, one's mind says, Oh, I should take this amount. This is what I'm used to taking. So that's a really important point that is made in the film, but it's, it's good. We're pointing it out here in case you're watching this. Yeah. Well, listen, Andy, incredible movie. Thank we, you. Thank we, you all. it comes to Fandor uh, on April 8th. Everyone, please check it out. The film is called coming clean. We really appreciate your time. Thank you for making such an important, valuable film. Mm -hmm. Any final thoughts? I mean, just uh, you know, everybody should watch this film and understand what's going on in America. Today. Absolutely. We wish you guys nothing but the best. Thank you so much. Thanks for Thank having you. me. All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.